I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, thank you very much, and once again we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Mon speaking, uh, the Mariner's Call, this old Mariner by the grace of God, many, many years ago the Lord took me off of an old boat and placed me in a book, called me to preach, oh, first save my soul, all oh, been identified as a Christian. We'll talk about that today. And now having an opportunity to speak to you, God is so good to us. I'll be in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 11, I'll be reading verse Verse 26, and I'm going to ask a question at this time. Some of you listening, morning, noon, night, whenever, I'm going to ask, do you have on your possession or in your possession a form of ID? Do you have on you your ID? What are you, what are you asking, Brother Mon, here in the United States of America where I live? They tell us, never go anywhere that you do not have on your, in your possession a form of ID. That means uh, you are you have some type of identity uh, for me first of all uh, just uh, regular travel here in the US I carry in my wallet of course driver's license and this driver's license is a form of ID because it has my name and of course my nationality my birth date and it has my picture uh, so uh, thinking about this in a spiritual way you know uh, what is the believers? ID. What is my identification? From time to time, from time to time, the world may ask, oh, sir, who are you? What are you? You know, and you need to be willing to pull out this. What is my identity? Acts chapter 11 and verse 26 is our answer. Hey, if we can ever help you be a part of maybe answering a question for you, you can reach us. We're as close as the keyboard. That's just that F-O-M-M dot o-r-g now that's easy to remember is it not just f-o-m-m period o-r-g that'll bring you directly to us here at fishers of men ministries international here in the port of bon secours alabama acts chapter 11 verse 26 the believer's id it says and when he had found him he brought him into antioch it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people uh, context has to do with the, oh, the Apostle Paul now has gotten saved. Saul now is Paul, the one who used to take take the lives of believers is now giving believers the gospel that might give them everlasting life. The last part of the verse, my text now at this time. And the disciples were called, what? What was their ID? The disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. An identification. I have to leave this country many times. You know, the first thing they asked me at the airport, they said, uh, sir, can I help you? I said, I have reservations, so-and-so. I said, sir, can we see your ID? And of course, 
if you're doing international travel, not just domestic, they require uh, you're required to give them also your passport, your visa. So ID, it's important practically. What about the child of God? What about the Christian? <laughs> what about the believer, rather? What is the believer's ID? Christian, that connects me with the person of Jesus Christ, those whose behavior exemplify his teacher, his teaching. So we think about on my ID, all right, on my driver's license, you see many things. What about, what about the believer's ID, all right, my ID? What is my name? My name is Christian. Ah, isn't that good that God will allow us all into his family? What is it? As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Oh, I now am a believer. I'm now a Christian. All right, what's my birthday? Well, it was when I became a Christian. For me, it's way back in 1966. Uh, what is the country of my origin, the country that I represent? I represent, I'm an American, but I don't represent America. I represent the country, we think about heaven. As far as my age, I have no age. I have everlasting life. As far as the picture on my spiritual ID, you know, what am I supposed to look like? What picture is on there? All right. We think about I physically, I carry the the identity somewhat of my parents, especially of my father. My father's past now. Sometimes people look at me and they say, you look just like your father. All right? That's the way it should be. Why? Because I am his son. If I am the son of God, we think about God's son, the Lord Jesus Christ, you know. I'm supposed to be what? Conformed to his image? So what is on my spiritual idea? Jesus Christ. So I present this to the world. The world might ask, what are you, sir? I said, I am Christian. I present this to them. What are they seeing? Not Andrew Wayne Munn but they're supposed to be seeing Jesus Christ. So we see, first of all, Acts eleven twenty six, And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. My identity is with the person, the person of Christ, a disciple. Have you ever looked and seen what was true of the disciples there? And we think about the Gospels on the book of Luke chapter 9 and Luke chapter 14 to sort of give you a little idea. These disciples were just more than just people who believed in Jesus Christ. Oh, these were people who counted the cost. They bore their cross. They kept the eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't have a me first attitude. They loved the Lord above all. You know, they followed where the Lord led. They forsook all and followed Christ. What are you saying, Brother Mona? I'm saying this. It was more than just believing in Jesus Christ. See, their behavior exemplified his teaching. Now, believers today, we're not called to be disciples like here. That we find in the Gospels, I certainly understand that, like the 12 that was called, and then there was the 70, and then there was many others here. But these things should be true of us in a spiritual way. I have an identity with a person of Jesus Christ. So, yes, I should bear my cross. Yes, I should count the cost and keep my eyes on Jesus, follow where the Lord would lead. Uh, what does this have to do with? It has to do with a growth in grace. Oh, what is it, Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19? The writer there talks about Christ being formed in you. All to where, oh, I think the little, 
I think there was a little course that went something like this, and I, de- I surely won't sing it, but I'll give you the words. Let others see Jesus in me. Isn't that good? As far as the world is concerned, when we present to the world our identification, what is my identification? What is the believer's ID? I need to well say to anyone anywhere, I am Christian. I identify with the person of Jesus Christ. In the book of Acts, Acts chapter 26, uh, the apostle Paul there is in verse 28. He's before, oh, a known leader. The leader's name is Agrippa. And it says in verse 28, uh, Agrippa says, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. What was that again? All right. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. He's talking uh, to the apostle Paul. What's Paul doing before Agrippa? Not just defending himself, but he's oh, he's showing Agrippa his identity, Christian. And he said, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. So now I have an identity not only with the person of Christ, but with a persuasion. What is a persuasion? That's a strong belief, a conviction. So you'll see Paul throughout the book of Acts there as you see him. Acts chapter 18, verse 4, verse 13, chapter 19, verse 8, and verse 26. You can read there that he's persuading others. (laughs) They're identifying him with his Christianity, and he's there persuading others. Now, how can he do that? Because he's been persuaded himself. Was it Romans chapter 8, verse 38? He said, I am persuaded, neither death nor life. He talks about nothing's going to separate me from the love of God. Because he is persuaded, he's able to persuade other people. You know, you must be persuaded yourself before you persuade others. If I were to ask, sir, are you a Christian? You say, well, I I hope so. I believe so. See, that person's not going to be a good persuader because they're not persuaded themselves. They don't know themselves. There's a question mark in their mind themselves, you know. But I need to be identified not only with the person of Christ, but with a persuasion. Persuasion involves the heart, you know. Christians are called a salt of the earth. What's one of the things the salt salt will do to you literally? Ought to make you thirsty. So a believer, as we show to the world our identification, my identification is with Christ. It should cause others to become thirsty for him. Then in the book of First Peter chapter four, this is something I know little of nothing of. First Peter chapter four, all the way down to verse sixteen, it says, Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, know nothing of that. I do not know what it means to suffer for Jesus Christ. Yes, I have people to cast my name out of, people that do not like me. I travel in other areas of the world where I am not welcomed. I understand that. But never, I've never had to suffer. Like, oh, we think about the writer, the Apostle Paul, oh, and things that uh, he went through. As he wrote the prison epistles here in the New Testament, as well as, of course, Simon Peter knew what it was like to suffer. I, I, I don't know about that, but I tell you what, I want to be willing. Amen. I associate myself with the person of Christ. Now, I have been ashamed of that, but uh, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm associated with persuasion. I need to be persuading people. That's what I'm here on this radio station doing, trying to persuade, trying to tell others of this Jesus Christ. And then an identity with persecution. Oh, 
I, if it was called, if I was called upon to suffer for Jesus, I hope I take that identification. You know, it's like someone proposed a thought. They said someone comes inside the church, and uh, there are people that fill, pack the church out, and they have rifles, and they said, okay, all of you Christians get on the right side. All of you church members get on the left side. I wonder who's going to be on the right side. I wonder who's really going to take the identity of Christian. But I want to be willing to do that. That's my ID. If you're not a Christian, you have no ID, sir. Ma'am, you have no identification. You're like a person in another country. <laughs> as far as their ID, they have no identification. It's they cannot travel. I never will forget there was a time I found myself uh, in another country, and I couldn't find my passport. And I knew if that wasn't true, I could. That was true. I could not check out of a motel. I could not. Uh, I could not travel within that country and cross different borders. I could not get on a, uh, an airliner to come back home. I was lost, you know. But I'm glad I found that identity. How do you get the identity of Christian? You got to want it, sir. You got to desire it. You know, it's there. For yes, desire. It's there for asking. How did I get my driver's license? I asked for it. How did I get a passport? You know, I asked for it. Christian, Jesus is with open arms before many of you right now. And as he's called so many times, oh, uh, God loves you so much. He sent Jesus to die for you. And Jesus is there with open arms saying, you know, would you come to him? Would you trust him as Savior? Would you turn from that life of sin so that you might have an ID, the identification with Christ? Uh, the believer's ID. Christian, do you carry that ID? Until next week, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.